Thanks for pressing play. This is Christopher Lockhead, and man, am I glad you're here. On this episode, let's talk about the powerful, somewhat surprising, winner-take-all realities of how categories work and why you want to be the category queen or category king in your market. Now, I want to tell you about my friends at Splunk. As you know, data is becoming more strategic every day. As a matter of fact, uh, research firm IDC tells us by 2025, the average person will interact with a connected device nearly 5,000 times a day. I don't know about you, I can't even wrap my head around that. And there will be 163 zettabytes of data, which is roughly 10x more than there is today. And so we are literally experiencing a data explosion. And so the future opportunity is clear. You want to be a data savvy business, a company that uses data to drive competitive advantage in your world. And that's where Splunk comes in. Splunk is the category king in big data, and Splunk is the company that empowers you to seize this massive opportunity in data about your business, about your market category, uh, and more, and turn that into meaningful competitive advantage. Check out Splunk, S-P-L-U-N-K.com today. That's Splunk.com, and uh, tell them I sent you. Now, in the words of Joey Ramone, hey-ho, let's go. This is Lockheed on Marketing, the podcast that helps you develop the lens for what makes legendary marketing legendary. Hosted by Christopher Lockhead, three-time CMO, godfather of category design, and a high school dropout, who the Marketing Journal calls one of the best minds in marketing, and The Economist calls off-putting to some. Okay, so let's talk about category king economics and how things tend to play out in categories. And the first aha is if you start looking around, uh, and of course, there, there's always exceptions to rules, but in general, we are moving more and more to a winner-take-all world, where in category after category, space after space, one company tends to pull meaningfully ahead of others. And for my first book, Play Bigger, we did a, a big data research science, uh, science project where we analyzed valuation data on thousands of tech startups. Uh, tech startups uh, founded in the United States from 2000 to 2015. And um, what we were looking for is not uh, market share information, which is what a lot of marketers look at, which I think is incredibly important, we were looking for market cap data and specifically what percentage of the total value created as measured by the value of all the companies in the category, what percentage of that value goes to the leader or the category queen. And, um, and it turns out that today, well, of course, there's good data on market capitalization information for public companies, and that's what the, the, the measure of their value is. For private companies, market cap is called um, valuation. And um, over the last decade or so, there's been better and better information about uh, the value of private companies. And so we were able to uh, put together some comprehensive uh, research here. And a matter of fact, um, Harvard Business Review wrote an article, which we'll link to in the show notes, uh, about our research. Here's the aha. In the tech space, we discovered that the category queen takes 76% of the, 
of the total value created as measured by valuation and or market cap in their category. So one company essentially gets two-thirds of the economics for the entire market category. Um, and, and that's a big aha. So if you're an entrepreneur, you should realize, um, if, particularly if you're in tech, one company's going to win and everyone else are going to be like uh, rats on the Titanic. And that's just the harsh reality of the world that we live in today. In addition, um, even if you're not in tech, more and more businesses behave like they're tech businesses. Um, and, uh, you know, my, my friend Bob Evans and lots of other people are saying that every company is a software company. And so the dynamics that affect um, the category realities in tech are coming to uh, markets that historically were not considered tech. So I don't think, I don't, I, I, I think it's bad planning. It's a bad assumption to think that you're not going to be in a category battle where one company takes the vast majority of the economics. That, that's, that's the, the net net. Now, in, um, in Play Bigger, there's a part of it I want to read to you, and this, this relates to venture capitalists and the change in their thinking over the last 20 years or so. Um, and so this is from the book. In Silicon Valley, we've watched venture capitalists increasingly adopt a category king investment philosophy. Paul Martino of Bullpen Capital notes that VCs used to have a me-too strategy. If a startup hit it big and opened up a hot new category – uh, the many VC firms in Silicon Valley assumed that there was room for a lot of winners in the category. So every firm would invest in some company, any company in the emerging category. But in this century, that phrase, room for a lot of winners in that market, needs to be banished to the home for the criminally insane. As Martino tells us, it's now apparent that one company wins big and dominates a healthy category and the rest struggle, get acquired, or perish. That means as soon as one company appears to be the category king, the smart money competes to invest in that company, bidding up its value. That realization among investors is a reason valuations of new category kings and queens spiked so drastically in the 2010s. On the flip side, while Me Too companies can get funding early on, they quickly find they have trouble getting new rounds from high-quality investors who understand Category King economics. And so the net of it is there's still a lot of people in Silicon Valley who, when a new category opportunity emerges as a result of some kind of a technology and or business model breakthrough, they go, oh, there's going to be room for lots of winners in the space, lots of new companies. We just want you know to be one of those companies or maybe a little more than our fair share, but there's going to be lots of winners. That's not true. And what Martino is telling us here um, is the savvy VCs understand that. Okay, so that's sort of category king economics in the uh, startup Silicon Valley world. And I think it's illustrative for much of the business world. Now, my friend Eddie Yoon, who's the category guru to the Fortune 500 um, and the author of an amazing book I highly, highly recommend called Super Consumers. Um, and he's really. Let me just put it bluntly. He's the smartest category thinker I know. And he wrote the seminal piece for the Harvard Business Review on category creation. And it's called Category Creation is the Ultimate Growth Strategy. We'll link to that in the show notes as well. And what Eddie and his team did was they studied 
um, the financial impact from a stock appreciation uh, market cap perspective um, on uh, top fortune uh, uh, companies um, to see what premium the category creators got. And so let me read to you from his, um, from his article in, in Harvard Business Review. Few growth strategies match the economics of category creation. Our analysis showed the top 20 firms in Fortune's 2010 list of fastest growing companies received $3.40 in incremental market capitalization for every $1 of revenue growth. Half of the top 20 grew via category creation. Wall Street exponentially rewards the category creation companies, giving them a $5.60 incremental market capitalization for every $1 of revenue growth. Okay, so that's what Eddie tells us. So essentially, of the fastest growing companies, the ones that are considered category creators for every new dollar of revenue produce $5.5 of market cap. And for the non-category creators, every new dollar of revenue produces only a three and a half dollar increase in market cap. And so look, no matter how you want to look at it, the bottom line is the category kings take the vast majority of the economics and are massively rewarded for becoming the category queen in the space. Now, if you go back a little while ago, the uh, former CEO of GE, Jack Welsh, the legendary Jack Welsh, he was famous for saying, and I'm paraphrasing, that GE needed to be number one or number two in every market category. And if they couldn't do that, they were going to get out. And I think we should consider revising that to say, you want to be the number one, the category queen in your space or get out. And if you're not number one in the space that you're in today, think about how you niche down, how you be radically different, practice radical differentiation, and find a way to create a new wrinkle, a new niche, a new subcategory. Niche your ass down until you can become known for a niche that you can own. Um, and there, I think there are niche opportunities all over the place. But the bottom line is if you're not number one, um, you're in a very, very tough place. And the game today is how do you become known for a niche that you own such that you take, you earn uh, 76% of the economics in your category. All right. I'd like to encourage you to go to lockhead.com and hit that subscribe button. Even if you subscribe to this podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts or uh, Spotify or Overcast or Stitcher or whatever the case may be, the only way we know you exist is when you go to lockhead.com, L-O-C-H-H-E-A-D.com and hit subscribe. And we'll send you some fun Scooby snacks for doing that. And uh, approximately once a week, you'll get something that we think is great. And here's what's not going to happen. We're not going to send you any crapola. And we're never, ever, ever over my dead body going to give your name to anyone else. So we'd love you to sign up for our newsletter at Lockhead.com. All right. We would like to thank our good friends at Crash. And uh, I want to encourage you to pick up a copy of the new Crash Your Career Handbook written by my buddy Isaac Morehouse. Go to crash.co slash different. That's crash.co slash different. And the Crash Your Career Handbook is awesome for any uh, young people starting off in their career or 
Those of us who've been around for a while who are rebooting our careers, check it out, crash.co slash different. My dear friends at OneLifeFullyLive.org, this is the nonprofit helping you dream, plan, and live your best life. Check them out, the number one, LifeFullyLive.org. NetSuite, number one in cloud ERP. This is the platform for growth for entrepreneurial businesses. It is a complete business management system in the cloud. And as a listener to this oncast, our friends at NetSuite are offering you a free one-hour growth review with an expert in your industry. So visit netsuite.com slash different. Also want to tell you about my friends at positivemarketing.com. This is a legendary uh, PR and uh, marketing communications firm in beautiful London. And um, if you're a U.S.-based tech company and you want to practice legendary marketing in the U.K. and throughout Europe, uh, check out my friends at marketing, uh, positivemarketing.com. And hey, if you're in Europe and you want to do legendary marketing there, they can help you too. <laughs> I want to tell you about a couple of podcasts that I love. The Brutal Truth About Sales and Selling. Uh, as a marketer, uh, keeping the pulse on what's going on with sales and sa- salespeople is critical. Check out The Brutal Truth About Sales and Selling with my buddy, Brian Burns. And the Marketing Trends Podcast. Um, this is a top marketing podcast for a reason, folks. Check it out. It's hosted by my buddy, Ian Faison. And um, another resource that I absolutely love, the Marketing Journal. Check out marketingjournal.org, marketingjournal.org. And uh, we are produced by the legendary Jamie J and Sarah Knox. Uh, this podcast is edited by Mike D. And show notes are by Diane Gervasio. Uh, The thought I'd like to leave you with comes from Al Reese, author of uh, many legendary books, Positioning 22 Marketing Immutable Laws of Marketing. If you don't know Reese and Trout, check them out. But he said, quote, most marketing mistakes stem from the assumption that you're fighting a product battle rooted in reality. (laughs) Give that one some thought. Thank you so much for investing part of your life with me. Uh, uh, Thank you. And uh, stay legendary. And until we're together again, follow your difference.